0: No, it's, it's all about remembering this movie. Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars podcast a podcast about Marvel movies and Avengers Endgame. My name is Bob. And my name is Matt. And we're going to talk about Marvel movies, and then we're going to speculate about a movie that came out last year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But first, we got to talk about uh, the most recent film we watched. Yes. Which was? Uh, It was 2019's Captain Marvel. Wait, I already thought there was a captain in this universe. There's a... well like there's captain america
1: but he's only the captain of america captain marvel is the captain of everything here's
0: a quick question do you know in military terms where captain fits into the hierarchy no i think Uh, it's pretty high though right i like is captain
1: america supposed to be an actual captain yeah he's a military captain right yeah it's got to be below general
0: like, I have no like, idea. Brigadier, Well, lieutenant. it seems, it's like, yeah, like at a certain point it's weird because Captain America is below the president. The president being like the leader of the armed commander. forces.
1: Yeah, he would be commander.
0: So where is, are there other just like captains? Like does, I guess this kind of is the movies is that Captain America like has to fit into military brass. There is a Captain Britain in the Marvel universe. Captain Britain. Yeah.
1: Really? Yes. I'd love to see his costume. It's, it's, it's really funny actually. <laughs> It's just it just looks like a Union Jack. That was um, this is an affront to me. I don't he, know why though. He was a character in the Excalibur series, which was the uh, basically X Men UK.
0: That is what you'd
1: call it. Yeah, I have a full, I have the full run of that comic book. Really? Yeah, I have like all 150 issues of it. Is that worth something? Probably not. <laughs> only yeah, to Brits. Yeah. Well, it's only worth something if someone wants to buy it. Is the issue. <laughs> I was a big Nightcrawler fan, so, so uh,
0: if you are a uh, person residing in Great Britain, and you love the Excaliburs. Yeah, uh, Matt's got a sword for you, <laughs> so give him a call, and I'm sure he'll unload that for you. I don't know what what do you what is your starting price? Just how much is it worth to you? I don't. That's a that's a really good question. Hit me just give me a number uh ten thousand okay so if you have ten thousand dollars and you want to score a hot collector's item i assume they're all in perfect condition they're in very good condition okay yes. yeah. yeah plastic sleeves yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah. definitely okay yeah. so yeah you can uh get in touch with that and you can buy the entire run of excalibur uh with a bunch of characters that i don't know yeah warren ellis wrote on that for a while hmm. i don't know anything about that yeah <laughs> is he good uh is he British? He's British, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, His name's Warren Ellis. Yeah,
1: they had a lot of British writers
0: on it. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess no American person would be like, I need to explore what happens when our former Empire Owners. Yeah. Uh got our former super king. super peeps. Um yeah. I mean
1: it, it's interesting. Warren Ellis was like the bad boy of comic books and like the aughts. Oh, really? He was one of those He, he was like, like Todd he, McFarlane. Yeah, but like but like literary he was more it was more like Chuck Palahniuk or something like that what yeah like he and Grant Morrison I think Grant Morrison was also British they were just like Grant Morrison is a very British name it is yeah they came out of like that school they were like post Neil Gaiman like we're going Uh. to to like add more fucks
0: do they say the fuck word in not in Excalibur, but okay. there's some,
1: but there's definitely like a lot a lot more like troubled characters. They inter- Warren Ellis introduced this character named Pete Wisdom, who was like an ex Pete Wisdom MI five um mutant who like like just chain smoked and stuff it's amazing what like how much smoking there was in these comics for being like
0: late 90s dude in the late 90s there were still like smoking sections in the mcdonald's it was still just like you're not gonna get through this big mac before you need (laughs) another drag
1: yeah Pete wisdom could shoot like hot knives out of his fingers no way yeah that, was his that ability. is uh so he could like light extremely powerful just like light a cigarette by like shooting a tiny knife out of his no. finger
0: yes <laughs> that's so cool it was pretty cool yeah that is really cool yeah wow i'm going to uh scrounge together ten thousand dollars <laughs> and check you can this read thing the out
1: full, you can read the full story
0: <laughs> Ooh, so many hot knives um but that has nothing to do with the film that we just watched. No, this film is set entirely in America. This is extremely American. And, and outer space. And space. <laughs> Which America owns. We went to the moon. Yeah. Uh, never forget. Um, okay. So
1: this was directed by uh, Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck. So it was a, a dual team. These are huh. they, they; these were indie directors. They had made like that that movie Half Nelson with... Um, oh my God, really? Yeah. I never saw that. Uh, neither did I. Wait, did I see that? It's Ryan Gosling joint. I think he's like... He's like addicted to like heroin or something or meth, but he's also a great teacher.
0: What? Like of children?
1: Of children, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they made that movie He attained the rank of captain <laughs> and then there, and then they, they made this, um, they also wrote it alongside, uh, they had a writing partner on it and that was the, uh, woman who also wrote the tomb Raider reboot. So you know that we're in good hands.
0: When you say the tomb Raider reboot, you mean the Angelina Jolie movie? No, the one that came out, um, they made another tomb Raider. They did. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I think everybody forgot. about. Wow. That. It wasn't
1: supposed to be very good. They
0: keep trying to make tomb Raider a thing. Yeah. Why? Um,
1: I mean, that, that, the video game reboot was pretty solid. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. I mean, it's good game. Good game. Yeah. I think that that was it, that everybody was like, we can make a, a real gritty, like, we're going to, like, make it down to earth and gritty. Yeah.
0: She's not just going to be a vehicle for boobs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's going to... Now she's also got <laughs> she's, guns. Yeah.
1: i wonder if they there's it's a hundred percent like the kind of gritty reboot where they give her the dual pistols at some point and like that's when like the so that the the fanboys can just be like all right this is this is what i paid my 18 dollars (laughs) for
0: i mean i think (laughs) we're dual
1: host holstered like dual pistols
0: we're kidding ourselves if we think that it's not cool for her to have two pistols
1: I didn't say it wasn't cool. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that like that's in the gritty reboot. Oh, definitely. I mean, is it, but she's also got, like got a bow now. Is the thing? Oh, yeah. yeah sometimes like, she, she kills starts, with yeah. stealth. And then sometimes, then sometimes she kills
0: with two pistols. Yeah. Is there a T Rex in that movie? Do you think? There's there, there's a non-zero chance. <laughs> I, I need I need a hard call from you right now. <laughs> uh, what? I can't just give you odds. No, I want you to tell me yes or no. Do okay. you think there is a T Rex? No, I don't t-rex? think that. I
1: don't think there is. But I would not, like, bet $10,000 and or my complete run of Excalibur on it.
0: (laughs) Very good. All right. right, So, where do we begin? It's almost like we don't want to talk about this movie. (laughs) Well, I, like, I really want to talk about this movie. But then, also, this movie is fraught with a lot of disappointment for me. Because I think this movie could be my favorite Marvel movie. And then it totally fails on all fronts to do that. Yeah. Uh, That said, this movie does fun fact take place in the 90s which means that there's a smoking section in any McDonald's you see on screen
1: that's true anyways i think the, i think the thing about this movie is that i want to talk about it i don't want to recap it well because of because of the reasons that i kind of like have issues with this movie make it very un, like not fun to
0: recap there are rules though yeah but and there are rules the first rule is that we recap the films so here we go where do we begin <sighs> um, we start in space <laughs> why not uh, it's not exactly a flashback. It's actually not space. Well, but it's, it's outside earth. She's bleeding on the ground. She okay. Okay. Yes. No, no but,
1: no, but we are starting in space. Cause this is a dream sequence, dream sequence, dream sequence, <laughs> colon. Space. Um, so you see a bunch of random images. We get like this weird, like looking jet. And then we see like an explosion that's like going in reverse or something. It looks like time is rewinding. Yeah, yeah. And then we see Annette Bening holding a gun. And then Brie Larson wakes up. And she's bleeding blue from her nose, right? Yes. Uh Annette Benning <laughs> is bleeding is bleeding blue. No, no.
0: Oh. And um, it, it, this is what I don't understand. This is one of the things I don't understand about this movie is that later in the movie Annette Benning is bleeding blue out of her nose because she's a Krell or whatever. But in the opening section Brie she's a, Larson She's a what? A Cree? 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 <laughs> uh, Cree? Okay, wait. Let's let's, re- let's reset because this is going to make no sense to anyone. Okay. okay. Movie we, begins.
1: Yeah, we see these images. Brie
0: Larson is bleeding on the ground yes. from her nose. She is bleeding blue blood. Yes. Okay, yes. And you go, she's not of this world.
1: Yes. And we see Annette Benning holding
0: a gun. And, and they're in some like desert. moonscape. It's a desert. I thought it was like gray
1: it's a it's a desert i mean it might be that the film is like colored to make it look okay. gray, but it, we learn later it is and it's like
0: shooting a laser gun
1: yeah and she's like holding someone off or something yeah she's like holding out the gun <laughs> yeah um and i think and, and then and then we get brie larson wakes up it was all a dream uh-huh yes um, it was that's yes okay yeah this
0: is all coming together now
1: um brie larson plays a character named veers uh it's this is spelled v-e-r-s which made is going to make reading that name and not saying vers very difficult it's the same problem i have with the
0: korean city of seoul hmm what do you want to call it seoul seoul yeah because whenever that? i see it i want to like seoul. if i when i read it, it yeah you know what i mean it's just difficult phonics it'll get you
1: yeah english in general gosh um so, yeah, Veers, played by Brie Larson, wakes up, um, and she's, like, she in this... She actually wakes up, she actually in her, wakes like, up.
0: dormitory. In her
1: dormitory, uh, in this, like, this alien city. It's very clear that we are not on Earth.
0: Well, I think that we get an establishing shot of Space City, too. Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Um, and so, she, like, leaves her dorm, and she goes and, like, knocks on this other door, this other dorm. And yeah. uh, it opens, and there's Jude Law.
0: yeah. And she's like, "Do you want to fight me?" And he's like, "It's the middle of the night." And then he's like, "But of course." Yeah,
1: but of course. Um, So Jude Law, we learn, is her commander. His name is Jan Rog. Perhaps a captain. Did you know his name was Jan Rog? No, his name is Jan Rog. We're gonna call him Jude Law. We're calling him Jude Law (laughs) because that dude's name is Jan Rog. So, so uh, he's like her commander of some sort in Star Force, which is this um, this Cree crack team it seems of like, like seal, a, seal team six but uh, of the krees so
0: the kree are this alien race yeah. we know them because they factor into guardians of the galaxy and yes. are the main antagonist there yes so clearly this is happening kind of outside of the timeline of that because we're dealing with a lot of kree here
1: and if you were paying attention to guardians of the galaxy i think there's maybe like a twist later that should make some sense some sense um but in any case yeah so the kree i guess we should just like do a a primer on the Kree. They live on Hala, is their home planet. Delicious bread. And they are. <laughs> uh, but spelled not like that, unfortunately, because. Oh. If only. Uh, and they are at war with the Skrulls. Importantly, the plural <laughs> of Skrull is Skrulls, which drives me crazy because yeah, it feels like it should be the Skrull.
0: I honestly. For a lot of this movie, it was not clear to me because people have British accents whether or yeah. not they were saying skull or scroll. It is, I think, it, yeah, it is scroll. It's it spelled, is scroll. Yeah. It just, when Jude Law says it, it sounds yeah. a lot like skull. I'm an idiot. Very confusing. Maybe he's the idiot. I doubt it. With um, like those cheekbones? Come on. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, um, they're in constant war with the Skrull, so the Kree and the Skrull, they're always fighting.
0: And the Skrull, their claim to fame is that they can see some other being and then change their own appearance to perfectly mimic that other being. Which is useful
1: because they are ugly aliens.
0: They are like space elves, but ugly.
1: They, and like, like even the makeup effects are kind of hideous they look dumb. They look cartoony. They, yes, yes, they
0: look like a comic book character. Yes,
1: they very, it's the truest to the comic book that I've seen any of these things get. So, okay. So, yeah, she and her commander on Star Force are training and he's, um, and Star
0: Force seems like like Cree cops.
1: Yeah. But, like, but they like special, but they're like special. They're like the they're Avengers, like but they
0: are the Krees.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're training and he keeps like kind of being like, um, just like calm your emotions because her calm. hands
0: keep lighting up as though she can like blow him apart with her own hands. And he's like, you got to keep that in check.
1: Yeah. You got to control yourself. Like just beat me on like my own terms basically. And you already know. you're like, wait a second. Why can't she
0: glow? <laughs> yeah. Let her glow. Let her glow, let her glow,
1: glow. up. <laughs> um, so this is all pretty good so far.
0: I I really enjoyed the start the, of this movie. I
1: really like the look of the city, hollow. Oh, yeah. and like everything, it looks. It's very cool looking. It's like this kind of art deco space. It's a very design. nice
0: midpoint be- between some of the other Avengers movies' space stuff that's a little too clean for me, mm-hmm. and like a Star Wars where everything's gritty. Yeah, and I actually Agreed. really kind of liked the feeling of what was going on here. Totally. Um. So
1: her next thing that she has to do is go talk with like the this this ai that rules the kree an artificial intelligence known known as the
0: supreme intelligence is that right i believe they call it the supreme intelligence and she has amnesia so she doesn't know like why she's there but it seems like they're just like, Because you're on Star Force, shut up. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, All right. Yeah, I guess I'm that's gonna it. go along
1: for it. You're gonna teach me how to fight. I know how to do this. It yeah. seems good.
0: So when you convene with the Supreme Intelligence, these like tentacles come and stick themselves on your face. Very and comfortable. You, yeah, you kind of go into like a meditative state, and then you see the supreme intelligence, but it appears to you for you. Like its appearance is shaped by your psyche. So nobody can know what somebody else's supreme intelligence looks like and let like because you can't both be in the supreme intelligence yes
1: and and you don't share it just kidding you they, do share they, do it. Share they it. totally share it everybody's yeah. sharing it but she doesn't share hers i don't believe
0: i yeah i and, think that and, she and, doesn't and
1: that's because when she meets the supreme intelligence to chat it looks like annette benning yes clearly um yeah Veers is a, a big fan of annette benning who isn't i really like annette benning i'm being serious yeah. yeah i she's great yeah um, I think she should be in more things. Fewer Marvel movies, maybe.
0: I feel like you got a real bone to pick.
1: <laughs> in any case, <laughs> um yeah, the, the Supreme Intelligence basically just also encourages her to like check her emotions. I think that's the case. And yeah. it's just like she's is just like your Jude Law is right. I be Annette cool, Bening man. Know that, yeah, you gotta you gotta calm down. Be less method. <laughs> Try acting.
0: <laughs> there it is.
1: Uh but then they also get a mission. Yeah. She and the rest of Star Force get a mission.
0: And it's like, you gotta go They have to go rescue a Cree
1: who is undercover with a bunch of Skrull. Um and, like, so she convenes with the rest of Star Force, which is made up of, like, various characters. Who
0: we've seen
1: before. Some of whom we have. Yeah, yeah. Some
0: of these members of Star Force in other Marvel movies, but that doesn't really matter for this movie. No. It's just kind of something where you go, like, oh, that dude yeah. with the
1: white beard. There's the there's the dude with the white beard, who I think is the one who has the two swords.
0: Maybe. He also gets some kind of funny laugh lines that yeah. I enjoyed. Um, he's played by a
1: well-known actor whose name escapes me right now, who's, like, in a bunch of these. Um, then there's, there's a sniper, sniper lady, and then there is space Tormund, who I think might be the dude who plays Tormund from game of Thrones, but they just made him look a little spacier. Like, I think he's got like gray, like gray, white. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, these stock characters all hang out with, uh, Jude Law and Brie Larson and they get on the ship and they go to rescue, the uh the other Cree Space Force member who is embedded with the Skrull on some planet.
0: Surprise, surprise! It goes bad. Also, this is our first introduction to the fact that when Brie Larson wears her helmet, her hair sticks out of it in a mohawk. Yes, and it looks very dumb. Extreme and design. you, as the viewer have this moment where you go like, I'm pretty into this movie. And then you see this mohawk and you get a little unsettled and start to wonder if this is actually going to be real trash. In my memory, they
1: also do a scene where they all come out of the water, kind of like like the whole uh, platoon Yeah. Apocalypse now kind of thing.
0: It was cool until, until she comes up at the end and you see the Mohawk and then you're immediately like not cool. Yeah. These movies like, do you think it's Kevin Feige or Feige? He likes the Mohawk. He likes the Mohawk. I think think that the comics like the Mohawk because a lot of them were Mm -hmm. written in like the eighties and it was pretty punk. That's a very good point. Um, The other weird thing about this and just it irritated me throughout this whole movie is that whenever they're like putting on their helmets, taking off their helmets, like doing their special dark ops stuff, their hair is always perfect when they remove their helmets uh, both Brie Larson's and Jude Law's and everybody else's. I mean, Jude and, Law's
1: hair is always perfect.
0: But I hate it because it's. I want them to be like sweaty and like they're actually like doing something and instead yeah. it just like makes it look totally fake and like removes any sort of like these people are exerting themselves and it kind of sucks. You, you know, I was going to say I was going to say, it's not like any of the others do that, but I feel like they actually do do
1: that. I feel like Captain America. Captain America never looks good. Yeah. No, they always look kind of like beat up. They look like
0: Tony Stark takes off his helmet and his hair is like, okay, but that's. He's got a weird robot helmet.
1: He, his his helmet probably like grooms his hair right before it comes and, off. Yeah, and also There's he, like a he, comb he, that just runs like <laughs> vroom
0: across the top. Yeah, probably though, yeah. and I buy that. I there's like know. always
1: little lasers that are grooming his beard while he's in there.
0: Yeah, like obviously there's going to be some level of like Natasha's hair always looks good, and that doesn't really make a lot of sense because she's always like drop kicking people. Yeah, but there's just something about in this movie particularly where it just sat with me really weird. I, like I couldn't stop noticing it because I'm a crazy person.
1: This movie is not. <sighs> It grows. I don't know. This movie is not textural in any sense. Accurate. Like, and we'll get into some of that later. So um, here we go. So, yeah. So they, they go on this, this, uh, mission. It goes wrong, as you said, but, um, Veers gets like pretty far in and she actually finds the, um, the, the Cree who was undercover, uh, Except it's not the Kree, it's like, it's a Skrull who is pretending to be one of the Kree, and he, like, knocks her out or something.
0: They capture her, and then they're like, we are going to plunder your memories to learn about you? And this is where the
1: movie goes extremely downhill in I agree its, in its decision making and it's like
0: storytelling yes. because I actually think the story that they're telling is
1: good. This, this, this. Yes, this. Is, I think that we both agree that the that the story taken. If you took all the the disassembled pieces of this yes. movie, there is a very good story. There is here.
0: an awesome movie in this movie, and yes. it's so frustrating that I don't. But get it to is see it. it
1: is assembled in the absolute <laughs> one of the absolute worst ways, and totally. they're just also just like small filmmaking decisions. Oh, that we're going to get to
0: one in particular. Yeah. So okay. We go back in her memories and we get like this jump cut flashback sequences, one of which does feature crazy on She's you by kid. heart. Yeah. You're like, man, I love heart so much. Finally, these Marvel movies are acknowledging my love of heart, something I was hoping they would do the whole time. For some reason, I don't know. I just felt it. You kind of manifested it. I did. I actually dreamed that there would be. I mean, through titling, through titling our, our various magic references. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So many people have magic hands in this movie. Veers. various. Veers? veers has the magic hands she does um so anyways we're listening to heart and then she crashes the go-kart and it's like you shouldn't have even been out there because you're a girl yeah and then she's like she's moving forward she's in the training. academy yeah she's at the bar there's a dude he's being a dick you can't be a pilot in the air force there's
1: like there's he's like got like iceman energy from oh, top gun and it's like it's like you're like i can't wait for more of this later
0: well so you're Yes, we'll get into why that's a problem. So and he's like talking down to her and she's and she's clearly defying his expectations of her as a female pilot she's singing with her friend in the they're bar doing they're doing karaoke yeah. with the jukebox you see her
1: friend a lot her friend who, who yeah. whose name is maria and we'll get to that later but i think we should just name her now because she's gonna this is not maria. a visual medium
0: yeah so <laughs> she's gonna her friend up. maria and her friend is also an air force pilot mm-hmm. and then they're like flying missions
1: they're in these jets yeah and then she's very
0: cool talking to annette benning
1: Yes, it's like early one morning. She's talking with Annette Benning. And during some of this, we're hearing voiceover of like the Cree, one particular Cree, just like. Rewinding and fast Enhanced. forwarding. Enhanced. Yeah. <laughs> just like like rushing through her memories and he's just like, here. And like meanwhile, like Veers is just being like, Wait, what's going on? And she's like, Can you she's like, can anybody else hear that? It within her memories. Yeah. Um, so she's talking with Annette Benning, and Annette Benning is just kind of like philosophizing, I feel like, about science or something like that.
0: Before they go on a mission.
1: They're about to go on a mission on together. Air Force yeah. mission of some sort. And we also are introduced to Annette Benning's cat. Yes. Yeah, we just see him briefly Uh, but they like kind of make a deal out of him
0: yeah it it becomes a thing
1: so i think this whole sequence ends she's starting to gain sentience again right she realizes that like someone is probing into her memories and she realizes that like she's stuck in her own memory
0: mentally breaks out of
1: it she does but the first thing that happens is that um she's in she's with annette penning in the in this jet and they are flying somewhere and something is is going wrong in the right? flashback in the flashback they're flying somewhere and something's going wrong and we just hear the Kree being like we need to see the coordinates we need to see the coordinates and like she keeps looking down at like the this like coordinates that are like on the jet uh-huh. of like their current location and then but she it's like blurry and like she's fighting to get out of it uh-huh. and then she breaks out of it she just and like she
0: sees that she was on planet C-53
1: yes they all see that they recognize that she was on something called planet C-53 yeah and um, so she like breaks out of this like whatever mind prison mind prison that they have and she's she, but like she can't like free her hands so there's like this interesting kind of like it feels like a metroidy oh it's awesome she's like running through this spaceship with like um these like they're not actually hand cannons but they look like hand He's cannons just, like big
0: barrels on her hands and she's yeah. just beating up these scroll and you're like this is a good sequence because she's punching dudes they're hitting walls she's clearly very powerful she's got like laser hands that she's like trying to free from these things that are preventing her from using her laser hands yeah she's beating dudes up and you're like this is cool it, yeah
1: it's it's all it's all like the the fight choreography at this point is very good very strong yeah I thought it's very tight and yeah, stuff fun um And I believe that she just like does terminal damage to the ship to this Skrull ship.
0: Something is going wrong, and everybody's like fleeing to escape pods. Everybody's running to one of the escape pods. She gets
1: in one. The escape pods, I believe, are all set for that planet, or maybe she's sets it for that planet. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. In any case, she and the and some other Skrull are are all headed towards C fifty three. Yeah. Um. So she crash lands into C fifty three, which it turns out is Earth. Yep. Circa
0: 1995-ish. Ish? Yeah, yeah. It must be. She literally crash lands into a blockbuster video. Setting, letting us all know that it is definitively yeah. the 90s. Um, and at this point, she like talks to a security guard. And it's yeah, there's like a
1: mall, like a, a, a strip mall security guard who's like in his car. And he has just seen this thing crash into the blockbuster video. So he's like confused. And she's
0: wearing her like Star Force like uniform thing which is like a captain america style like suit yeah but and spacey. so she like walks up to this dude and it's funny and it is kind of like an interesting thing and the movie does a really poor job i think of like exploiting this but she treats this guy as though he is an equal it's like it's a, she it's thor it's it, a it, thor it fish out of is. water energy it sort of is, and then they totally they abandon leave it. They it.
1: leave it behind immediately after. So
0: it's clear that she doesn't know that she's on Earth, and she doesn't know what Earth is, but she approaches this dude as though he's also, like, an officer of space law. Yeah. Just on Earth, and he's like, I guess you can talk to this payphone, Somehow she uses her in depth knowledge of electronics to rig this payphone to speak with Jude Law in space. Yeah, she calls up Jude Law and he's like, Which, Where are you? And I she's, mean, he took that collect call, but that is going to be expensive. <laughs> yes. I think that they actually kind of make that joke because it gets They cut probably off. do. But
1: I mean, how does she? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, things this are is, getting shaky. Yeah, things are getting shaky because, and it's going to get shakier because it seems as though she gradually understands earth better and better with every minute, but they don't demonstrate this in the movie. itself. It's not explained. Like it's like she arrives and she doesn't understand aphorisms, but then she starts using aphorisms immediately. There's like
0: idioms and stuff. Like she's just able to interface with like humans on earth as though she's a human from earth, but she theoretically has no memory Yeah, exactly.
1: And there's a way of doing it in which like it's coming back to her, but it never addresses it. The
0: whole time you're like, wait, is she from Earth? Yes, like you kind of can't tell if she's had her mind wiped by the Cree, if she thinks she's a Cree, if she is an earthling, if she's aware she's an earthling. it's and really weird.
1: Some of it, yeah, and it's I think it's the confusion that is the problem. and maybe we are the only ones who are confused by this, but I found it very like, I find it very irritating. I agree that um, there's no that, that it doesn't become like part of the narrative. It is just like sometimes she understands Earth things and sometimes she does not.
0: Well, and I think it really shortchanges the character. And this is like yes. I think that the big problem with this movie is that they do not give her character anything other than that she was belittled for her gender, and that doesn't even seem to like actually manifest in the way that she acts. That's just like this like meta motivation for her yeah but like her character i don't really know who she is and because her character isn't like a total fish out of water or not that doesn't build her character at all yeah and so she just ends up being this like cypher that kind of like plows through scenes and i can't tell if she's like funny and and totally with it and like a sassy earthling or she's a completely oblivious Thor on earth for the first time, like alien person or a hot shot jet pilot, or, you know, like, And it, we
1: don't even, we also don't know what she wants. That's it. It's at this point. Well, she
0: wants to get back.
1: She wants, to, she wants to get back to Jula and Cub and her friends, I guess. I think but that like, she like she's also on the phone
0: call, but she gets cut off on the phone call. She gets
1: cut off on the phone call. <laughs> right. Um, and what what happens in 1995 when you have a spaceship crash into a blockbuster is that uh, a nascent version of Shield shows up. So we get Samuel Jackson and uh, as Nick Fury, and then uh, also Agent Colson, who we all remember and who died in recall. the first Avengers. Yeah, but then came back in the TV show.
0: I don't know anything about that. Yeah,
1: neither. I mean, we, uh, that's what we're watching after this, oh, right? Oh, God. We're doing, we're doing all eight, epi- or eight seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, we're not. Uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> 24, 24 episodes per season. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but Sam Jackson is here and, and Nick Fury, and he's young.
0: They're de aged, both yes. of these characters. And I got to say, I never thought about it once. I did. Did did you think about it though because you knew or because you could see it? Cuz I couldn't see it at all.
1: It was it's it's a it's a so it's one of those things where it's like I knew about it and so I couldn't tell if I could see it or not.
0: Cuz I couldn't see any like visual tells. I
1: can't I can't objectively tell you whether I could see it or not. It was like did you see the Irishman? No. Don't don't. It's bad. But the same issue with that is, like, you were looking at young Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. and so it's like, whether or not they are able to leap the Uncanny Valley almost doesn't matter, because the very fact that you are looking at a young Robert De Niro and you are aware that he is digitally aged is something that, like, creates a whole new um, kind of issue See, outside I didn't, feel, I didn't feel that at all. I at felt all. it in this. I will say that it, it goes down as you continue watching, but it's, it, it is very... My reaction when you see young Sam Jackson is like, I'm like, oh wow. And I'm like, that's really good. Like, this is very impressive. And then like after 30, 40 seconds of it, I'm like, I this makes me feel kind of weird. That's weird. And then and then after 30 minutes, I kind of forget it.
0: I just didn't think about it twice. That's I, good. I, I just accepted well, it totally.
1: These are two perspectives on Marvel's de aging technologies. Incredible.
0: <laughs> Tune in to next week. <laughs> but no, I like I I was It was honestly like the highest highest compliment I can pay it is I wasn't impressed by it because I didn't even think about it. I never, I never thought it was an effect. Like I, I I, there was no moment where I was just like, wow, I just kind of was like, that is what that person looks like. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty cool. So anyways, they're there, they're young Yeah, and you know, and they
1: show up and they're like, what's going on? that's a spaceship or something like that. And they, they interact with, um, with veers And I don't really remember what they talk about. I
0: think th- this is another situation where she treats them. She like intuits that they're officers of the law. Yeah. She says that she has a universal translator, which explains how we have been able to understand everything that's happening at any point in this movie. Yeah. Because obviously none of these people are actually speaking English. Uh,
1: I mean, they are in Los
0: Angeles in 1995. Well, no, no, sorry. So like up in space. None of the aliens, yeah, the Skrull or the Cree. yeah, or her seemingly. Like, and that's kind of weird, right? Where it's like, is yeah. she's she as a person with her mind wiped is only speaking English because of her universal translator, but she understands English idioms. Does the translator help you understand idioms?
1: Maybe. I think. I think that like,
0: <sighs> it makes no sense. We're asking for maybe. I think that we, I think that I can hear people being like, are asking too much of this movie." <laughs> I'm asking the right amount. okay, so anyways Nick Fury's there. he's young, he's brash and he's ready to party uh, as is Agent Colson. Yeah
1: and they're they're talking with her and they're not getting a whole lot out of her. And I believe that at some point they are attacked by um, oh, we also see that the scroll have crash landed into the into like the beach. And
0: they've inhabited the bodies. They've taken over the appearance of these surfers, which is fun because then they're just like dressed like surfers, but they're on a murder mission. But we don't. It doesn't even last that long. They don't play it for the laughs that they could.
1: Yeah. So, um, but they're attacked by one of these uh, scroll dressed up as surfers, and then a chase ensues um, with Veers chasing after this uh, this scroll on foot because she can, I assume, go pretty fast. But. I don't, not as fast as Captain America or Black Panther. No, but and then uh, Sam Jackson and Agent Coulson chase via the car. So there's this like chase scene that's like it's kind of a dual chase scene. I actually liked this. This is sequence. a good sequence. Yeah, I thought this was very well shot. There are parts of it that I don't like. You don't like the punching the old lady. I think that that's just like that's very I, 90s. I in feel a way like there that, was a like, the is lot. A little, sorry, go ahead. It's just a, it's just like a little like winky.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the comedy in this movie hits me in that way where it's like a little lowbrow for like the rest of the movie and it kind of has the vibe of like they shot a movie and then somebody was like this is a marvel movie and they're supposed to be fun where are your jokes and then they were like i guess we'll put the jokes in it like literally the
1: jokes in this are at the level of an ego commercial Literally, you're, this
0: is this is. Th- that's a little harsh, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, anyways, yeah, there's a situation where a scroll impersonates an old woman. They're on, they're on the train. Fears yeah. recognizes that the scroll is an old woman, and so she starts punching this old woman. And everybody on the train's like, "Whoa, no, she's punching an old woman!" But then, we know that it's actually a scroll. And the old woman also then is like
1: fighting back with like a ninja. athleticism. But no one on the train seems to see this. No, yeah. Instead, but, uh, they are just holding her back. Like, leave this incredible this olympic level like octogenarian athlete alone yeah
0: well i mean she's clearly a national treasure if she can still do that it's true um so okay at that point like sam jackson is like veering around below
1: in a car um and he's trying to catch up but then something very strange happens where agent colson who's in the car with him pulls out a gun mm-hmm. and points it at sam jackson and we're like what agent colson and it's because um Agent Coulson is, we might assume, is a uh, is a scroll impersonating Agent Coulson, and so Sam Jackson crashes the car, killing the scroll. He survives. He bashes his eye in, though. Um, like his eye is okay, but like he like, yeah, he, like he, is like so, real black and blue.
0: And so we assume that this is how he hurts his eye, yes. getting the
1: eye patch. And cue, cue a joke that is going to continue to run. But indeed, it is not how he gets the eye patch. No, we'll we'll get to that eventually. Maybe who knows. Um. So, uh, that concludes, so, so he, like, then, like, we find out that Agent, Col- the real Agent Coulson is just, like, back at the video store, um, and Sam Jackson takes the body into the S.H.I.E.L.D. morgue, I guess? I don't know. And meanwhile, um, uh, Veers has, uh, has lost track of the old lady scroll who has turned into some other kind of person, but she does find, like, a little crystal that was yeah, dropped. Yeah,
0: she finds that crystal on the floor of the yeah. train.
1: Um, so she, like the crystal essentially works like a USB because she plugs it into her arm computer. And I have a question. Is the computer a part of her
0: arm or is it it's like, in the suit. it's in the suit. It's okay. A suit. It's so a it's suit. not like,
1: it's not like a Mega Man thing where she's like
0: Android. She's not a sense. robot. Okay. As we will learn, she's not even a Cree. Oh, well, that's the, you're giving a bit away there. Well, I think that everybody at home might've figured it out by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the
1: movie wants it to be a surprise, which is kind of <laughs> one of the failings of the movie because they didn't need to structure it like this.
0: Um, okay. So, so
1: she, she plugs that in and she gets in like on the crystal are some memories mm-hmm. from there. It's like, it's like residual stuff from like the probe that they did. Right. Yeah. And she sees one thing in particular and it's like, it's the name of a bar, um,
0: Uh, poncho's bar
1: poncho's bar yeah so she sees this thing called poncho's bar so she's like okay she cut to yeah (laughs) she goes to an internet cafe which is just this is like how does she know to go what an internet internet cafe
0: cafe is but like okay other than
1: that it's a joke about internet about it being
0: in the 90s yeah which is weird because it's like what how does she know how to like use this computer Okay, so she goes to the internet cafe. She figures out where this bar is somehow. Then she goes. She gets she, a map. She gets a map. She's outside. This biker bro pulls up. Yeah. And he's like, smile for me, honey. And she doesn't. Good <laughs> and, on her. And then she steals his motorcycle, in which case you're like, pretty dope. Yeah. And she's also, she steals the clothes off a mannequin. So now she's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Very good. and you're, It is it is like pretty good. It would have been cooler if the musical cue at this moment had been a Nine Inch Nails song. But hey, I'm not a director. Also, this, these directors are exceptionally bad at music cues. Their understanding of music cues. Whoa, we're going to talk about something that just it grinds my gears like you wouldn't believe.
1: Contrary to what? people who listen to this might think. I don't actually think that I could make a better Marvel movie than almost any of these directors. This is the one where I kind of wonder, like, there are so many small things that could have been fixed and so many large things. I just, just I,
0: obvious, like, I don't on their think face. that I could do it better, but I know that there are people who could have done it better. <laughs> I know that there are countless people out there Countless people go to a film school. You can find somebody who has a more intuitive understanding of filmmaking than the people who made this movie in some ways, or at least who edited it anyway. Uh,
1: well, she's doing all of that. We have, um, we've got Nick Fury, uh, at the, uh, autopsy room. What's that called? I guess a morgue with the scroll body. Um, and they're like taking it apart and like the, the, uh, because the they've never, never seen a scroll before they've never seen a scroll like this, this is, is new they've humanity's
0: seen, first interaction with an alien perhaps is it,
1: is it their first or it's close to it right because the, the the morgue tech is just seems like kind of well and like
0: shield existed
1: yeah he seems kind of like non-plus he's just like he's like he's like you know we all this is not carbon based everything on this planet is carbon based yeah. so it's not from this planet it's like no shit sherlock Um, and so, uh, they're just kind of amazed at this. And at this point, uh, Nick Fury, who is not the head of shield, he's just an agent of shield. He is just a dude, his boss played by Ben Mendelsohn comes in. Um, and so Ben Mendelsohn comes in and he's just like, well, I guess we got an alien on our hands. Only he's Ben Mendelsohn. So he says it with like this very particular accent that's like Australian, but also like he has like a slight speech impediment. Um, I didn't pick up on that. (laughs) I, a, I I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's one of my favorite actors. I think he's fantastic. I call him Bendelson. Bendelson is is high on my list um, of the greatest actors, um, and I think that he's great. But like, there's an interesting thing that happens with with his accent in this movie that we'll get to later. Uh, but he comes in and he's like talking with Nick Fury, and he's like, "So there was this other alien chick, but." She, was, she looked like us, and Nick Fury's like, yeah. He's like, you should go keep an eye on her. Um, and Nick Fury's like, all right, I'll go do that. But first, they both look under the sheet, the autopsy sheet, at the
0: alien's dick. <laughs> they do share a, a weird moment <laughs> over that alien's penis.
1: And it only gets weirder because it is literally Ben Mendelssohn who I believe picks up the sheet to look. No. I think it is. Because I remember this, there being like incongru- incongruity there.
0: I, I thought it was fine. Well I think case, this is like a fine joke. The
1: it's a fine joke, except for the fact that as soon as Sam Jackson leaves, we learn that Ben Mendelson is actually one of the Skrull who's just impersonating. And this is this very important actually that this specifically is um a scroll named Talos. Ta- Talos, who is like the scroll who captured uh Viers and in the first place and is kind of like the head of some group of scrolls. He's he's a captain perhaps. Um <laughs> Captain Scroll. Captain Scroll. So uh so he it's weird that he decides that like he also looks at the alien penis when he actually knows exactly what they look That's like. That's called acting, man. Because he has one. I mean, I guess he is a
0: he's You a don't inhabit actor. other people's bodies all the time. I still think he's the one who lifts the sheet. I don't know. Either way. Which was, means he's just checking out his friend's junk. It's pretty convincing. It is very convincing.
1: That's true. He convinces Sam Jackson and, <laughs> or Nick Fury, and we know that that's a difficult task. All
0: right. So now, cut back to Veers. She's rocking and rolling. She's driving this hog. Uh, more,
1: she, Yeah, more music cue opportunities are probably missed at this point. She
0: she gets to a bar, and immediately upon walking into the bar, we like re-trigger the flashback where she's singing karaoke with her friend Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh and she looks around the bar and she finds a photo on the wall of a fighter jet that she recognizes. And on the tail of the jet, the logo is not that of the Air Force, but is instead the logo of Pegasus. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pegas- pretty cool logo. Pegasus is pretty cool. Pretty cool name. Yeah. If I was naming like a black ops thing, I would name it Pegasus. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty dope. It's a good Especially good name. if it was flying. Anyway. Uh, Nick Fury gets there. He just shows up at random. Do I don't you know, know how, how he found happened? him. No, no, no I don't know. I think there's, there, he, I think there's some indication on how he did that, but I don't recall.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know either. He just he figures out where she is, but he's very cool about it. Like just classic Fury. Um, they sit down and like they get the whole alien thing out of the way very quickly. But they have this back and forth where they talk about like various things, like how she, how does she know that she can trust him?
0: And they figure it out because they ask each other things about each other's past. Yeah, and by doing that, um, like she's asking him about his past because a scroll doesn't know a person's memories. Right. And so a scroll is, if you are a scroll, who's just inhabiting somebody's body, you only know what happened after you took the body. So by asking somebody about their childhood and stuff and asking them things that they couldn't make up very rapidly, you can actually figure out whether or not they're a scroll. So yeah. she figures out he's not a scroll. He asks her to prove that she's not a scroll and she blows up a jukebox with her handguns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he takes that as Which, proof enough. What
1: makes him think a scroll can't do that?
0: I mean, honestly, at that point, he has to go with it because yeah, like... She blew up a jukebox. Yeah, she could kill him. Um, I, have a, I have a question also please, about please. this moment. Is this the point I welcome when, all questions. when they talk
1: about like... I, or maybe it's in the car. They get in the car and they head out and they're talking about... Because um, this is important to the plot about about Nick Fury's name and what do people call him. And People only call him Fury, right? No one yes. calls him Nick. No one calls him Nick Nicholas. Nicholas. His mom... She's like, what does your mom call call you? And she's like, fury yeah I, it, does she also say like what do you call your mom and he says fury because if not that's a that's a joke that should have been i don't there. know it should been, that, i don't i I'm don't say that that's in there i remember thinking that was kind of funny okay i think it's funny. there if, like, are some good jokes nick no, fury no, like, and his mom just call each other fury there
0: are good jokes in this movie there yeah. are also real clunkers in this movie oh it's
1: majority clunkers we got a, uh, we got a majority clunker situation here without question uh but they, they, so they kind of put together that um, based on her memories and her, her interest in that jet, they're like, we, Nick Fury's like, we got to go check out the Project Pegasus installation at a near, at this nearby U.S. Air Force base. Uh, Cause they're outside LA somewhere. I don't know whether they've like how far outside Area LA. 51, whatever. It could be Area 51. That would have been a good joke. Cause she wouldn't, if she didn't know the context and they just pass an Area 51 sign, she just doesn't react to it.
0: Maybe. I, I don't, don't I don't know if she remembers things, which I, is the biggest problem with this movie. She's <laughs> writing
1: things on the fly. I could have made a better movie. <laughs> um, this is my proof. Uh so yeah, they um they head to this US Air Force base. Um and like they get in there and like they check in with like these commanding officers. They, they talk
0: to some officers who yeah. immediately like detain them and uh they're stuck in a room then, like Fury and Veers are just like in this room clearly being held kind of like in limbo while the government figures out what to do with them because they know like the government is clearly not actually supporting them
1: yes and there's this thing where they realize that they have to get out does does he call his boss at this point or does somebody else call his boss who calls ben Mendelssohn? so i don't does. know somebody calls ben Mendelssohn. so ben Mendelssohn is now on the way to this air force base but they're stuck in this room and they realize that they just got to get out of here. And so he like MacGyver's together a way to get he, out.
0: He like gets his fingerprint off of uh, the dude who checked his ID. He pulls the dude's fingerprint off of his ID. Yeah, He puts it on like the scanner for the fingerprint sensor. They get out of there and they make their way into and the stacks well, along the way. Well, though, he does
1: this. He does this also realizing that she could just blow the lock on the door and he's he like forgets this i suppose because he makes a joke yeah, there's a, like a joke about it there's also a joke where he says like you should see what i can do with a paper clip he does say which that.
0: i still don't know what i means. don't understand at <laughs> all
1: i really want to know what that means i i tried googling it i tried googling, it. I tried googling it there's no answers
0: <laughs> and
1: yet so many videos <laughs> yeah um so, so they get down into like the stacks of this military and
0: along base. the way they yeah. encounter annette benning's cat yes they do and goose Yes, who forms an immediate friendship with Sam Jackson.
1: One of the running jokes in this is that Sam Jackson talks in baby talk to Goose the Cat. Yes. They it maybe is, push this funny. joke a little harder. It's hard. funny because it is Samuel L. Jackson who is in movies like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so him talking in a baby voice to a cat is a funny joke. Uh, this is this is this for
0: me is like almost on par with Taserface. I feel like they hit it too hard, but the concept is not terrible. But they push it They push it too hard. I feel like there's a better way of doing it than having him talk to a cat and baby talk. That just... Like, everybody talks to animals and baby talk. I'm saying they just push it too hard. I agree. In any case, there. they get out of there. They're in the stacks. They got... They've befriended this cat and they realize that... Veers was once a pilot. Yeah, they find that we they find a from photo the photo flashbacks.
1: Upper. Yeah, so they find they realize that she was once a pilot via photo, and then they also find like the plans for a jet that was being developed by Annette Benning, whose name is um, Wendy Lawson. Yeah. is her character's name. So Annette Benning, you want to just call her Annette Benning. Yeah. All right. So Annette Benning was uh was working on this jet. They find the plans for this jet With a light speed engine. A light speed engine, right. And
0: they also see that on the like test flight of this sucker in 1989, uh Viers went missing and is Viers, presumed dead.
1: Veers went missing and uh and Annette Benning was killed. Yeah. Um so uh, they find out all this. This is like kind of throwing beers. Actually, it doesn't really throw her. I guess it throws her a little bit. This is like the first character beat that she has, where she kind of has to deal with the fact that like maybe she's an Earthling. But yeah, how but does she deal We don't know with like it? who she is no.
0: ahead of this, so it's so just she, kind she of has weird. no
1: personality really ahead of this. So she calls up her therapist Jude Law, um, and she just is like, Jude, what's what's the deal with this? Like, why is this happening? Um, Jude, and Jude. And Jude. <laughs> Oh, and he's like, Don't make it bad. Um so uh he asks about all of this, and he's like, Oh, Annette Benning, yes, I can't tell you everything because a lot of this is classified, but uh, she wasn't a human. In fact, she was a Cree. Her real name was Marvell, and she was working on this special energy core, uh, this tech that like could help the Kree win the war against the Skrulls. Why she had to do this on Earth is unclear.
0: I didn't Especially cuz they constantly, that they, constantly now.
1: they constantly denigrate Earth as yes. being like so maybe it's because it's a backwater that they're like no one will
0: probably that no one would suspect it.
1: That's at least this is what we are assuming. Um That's my headcanon. Yeah. So um meanwhile Fury like meets up with uh with Ben Mendelson who we can't forget is Talos the Cree and uh they're like in an elevator and he's like "Boss, I'm glad you're here." And he's like "Nick, it's so great to be here in this elevator with you." And Nick Fury is just like
0: Wait a second. Yeah, so this is a reference to the fact that the cr- the scroll can't know things that happened before they inhabited a body. He doesn't know that Nick is Fury. He just knows him as Nick Fury. Yeah. What an idiot! And he <sighs> classic scroll error. <laughs> um
1: so like things go bad where there's just like ben Mendelssohn it still looks like ben Mendelssohn, so he has like his shield guards he's just like take out fury and this lady and they're shoot 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 and fight 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 um there's a moment where like veers like has to decide actively whether she just wants to run or whether she wants to help nick fury and she decides to help nick fury and they like make it down into this like bay where they find a cargo jet um, and they get into this cargo jet and they escape and they fly it to Louisiana where I would go first. Also oh, goose is there. Oh goose, the yeah. Cat. They
0: take the cat with them.
1: Yeah. The cat. I think the cat just shows up like the cat stowa- is a stowaway
0: yeah. and they have the cat. Um, I kind of like the cat. It, like it it's easy. It's an easy, oh, I enjoy it. Like, I enjoy yeah. the cat. So, the, but the cat is there and I don't know if it happens now, but it's worth just bringing it up. Tallow sees the cat. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I don't think. Well, it, it all that matters is he's scared of it. Yes. And he refers to it as something. I forget what it... We'll, we'll get to that because he, he
1: names it shortly.
0: I mean, we can just say it now. Once they're it in Louisiana. It doesn't matter but I,
1: I didn't... I, it's, it's further down in the recap. I, it's like a flarkin.
0: Yeah. Flarkin? He, he calls it a flarkin. Flarkin? And, he, and he's clearly scared of it. And your assumption is that it's just something that looks like a cat from Alien World. Yeah. Uh, because this is obviously just a cat. Man, you remember the movie Alien? Yeah. I just saw it again recently. Oh, oh, right, right, right. It's amazing. Cats are great in that. That movie is... I didn't realize this. Uh, you know, I'd forgotten, kind of. Mm-hmm. So much of that movie is like somebody disobeying quarantine and something going bad for everyone as a result. Huh. And it's literally just <laughs> them being like, you should have stayed in quarantine. <laughs> so, yeah, they fly down to Louisiana with... uh,
1: it's, it's Fury, Goose, and Veers. Oh, also, while they were in the stacks, they found out that... um that veers was able to figure out that like the friend that she keeps seeing is this woman named Maria. They find out where she lives. Cause she's like retired now from the air force. From and so Pegasus. So they're like, okay, let's go find my friend Maria. She holds all the answers. and As it turns out,
0: she holds quite a few of them. Yeah. She's got all the cards. Yeah. Uh, So they get down there and Maria's got her little daughter who was a very little daughter when mm-hmm. um, veers was when actually missing. like knew her because prior to veers disappearance, here's a quick question. Yeah. I, number one, I just realized that her daughter is like our age. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Is, does her daughter show up in the later Marvel movies?
1: I, in the earlier Marvel movies, you mean, but that take place in a later y- timeline? Yes. It, I'm going to say no, because I feel like that would have been made more obvious. Because there's no characters I remember named Rambeau. Or, her daughter's name is Monica Rambeau. And is I there don't, a
0: Monica in later ones?
1: I don't remember one. Honestly, it seems it's like a something they should do. I, I bet you they do it. Because this little girl is about to get introduced to aliens. I get a crash course in aliens.
0: Um, so, yeah, they they have this, like, experience where they, like, get to know each other again. and but, it, it, but, like, there's this quality to it where Maria is
1: hurt by the fact... It's really weird. It, it's, so, okay, this is actually, this is the part that upsets me the most, because I think it has the most potential. Maria is hurt by the fact that, um, that Veers doesn't remember her. We find out that Veers' real name, she was a human, her name was Carolyn Danvers, and that they were best friends, and she's hurt by the fact that Veers doesn't seem to remember her, and that, like, she's, so, like, imagine meeting your best friend... Friend, who's like closest family, and they just don't recognize you. There's a lot here that's really powerful, but we don't care because we've never met Maria before. We don't know their relationship. We've We've just seen that flashback. We just see her in like we've seen her over the course of like twenty cumulative seconds in flashbacks, and she's never spoken. So if we. And this is going to get to what we're talking about before, but if we had maybe spent
0: actual time with her early on, this would land and it would be really good. This movie desperately needs what it really needs more than anything. And I'm just going to put all my cards on the table. What I think this movie needs really badly is to start in 1989, the night before the mission that goes bad. And that needs to be the night when the dude talks shit in the bar And you get the sense that like nobody thinks that these girls can fly, but you know that they can because obviously they're fucking awesome. They need to sing karaoke that night. To a heart song. Yes. To a heart song that night. It needs to all happen right there. Then they need to go out on the mission and they need to kick ass and you need to see them working together and it needs to be like cool top gun stuff. You got electric guitars. We're shredding. We're flying and then it goes bad and then she wakes up in space and it fixes so many problems with this movie because you got to know the characters and you got they to meet people. her and you get They're to know people. that like yes. veers is a hotshot pilot yeah. and maybe she's super cocky. I don't know. Maybe she has anything defining about herself yes. that we are exposed yeah. to by her original personality
1: she's not like cause as it is she's not even virtuous no we don't know like, anything about her yeah she, her drive is just like i guess i'm curious about finding more out about this but it, like it's not it doesn't have like her her quest for knowledge has no basis in wanting to fully understand who she
0: is it's so weird and like the parts are there right because like it's it's so it's so close and like them and also being so friends far. is there's so much there and you just need to go shoot it. And it's weird because they shot all these flashbacks. So it almost feels like maybe they shot this stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of it. Yeah. Like maybe this whole sequence exists and they just need to show it to us. But I just need her and Maria on Earth in 1989 bantering and high fiving and yeah. like getting wasted and hanging out. And I, then I need her to like roll into this mission the next day with a hangover or whatever. And just like, be like it's oh, eight minutes. I know exactly who she is. It's I know eight exactly minutes. who she is. And yeah. they fail to do that entirely. Oh. So anyways, then they try and cash in this non-existent check by yeah. having Maria be upset with this person that we don't know who's a total cipher, who's an amnesiac. Yeah. And is like totally open about being an amnesiac. And Maria's just angry at her for some reason. It just
1: doesn't work on all kinds it's of levels. It's so weird. Um, Like at the very least, like Monica, the child, is like very interested in all of this in this like very wide-eyed way that's like both a little pandering and just like also i uh, we'll talk about
0: it's it's not it's not my my biggest issue yeah
1: no by no means but anyway it doesn't matter because talos arrives ben mendelson but he's (laughs) no longer looks like ben mendelson he looks like the scroll that he is he's a green guy he's green pointy ear man
0: alien uh and he Um, shows up and he's gonna he shows up
1: he shows up with one other guy no there's not gonna fight oh yeah he shows up and he's just like i got no weapons um, we're not going to fight. Like we're good. Like, I just want to talk to you. Um, and he explains, uh, <laughs> he explains that they are not bad in fact. And that, <laughs> and that, um, the, uh, scrolls are refugees searching for a new home, all the scrolls, the, the, and the Kree are actually the bad people. And that Marvell, who again is Annette Benning, was a sympathetic Kree scientist who was helping them. And, uh, All of this, like he's like claiming all of this, and like basically they then they then do prove it. This is true. We're not there it's not like a ruse, but like it recasts the entire movie in this idea that like the why were the scrolls being assholes and just like openly attacking? Not like like there's like this this shift. It's like the opposite of like a heel turn where it is, they go from being like very classic, like acting aggressively like bad guys to being suddenly like, we just want peace. Yeah. It's, it's sort of weird. It's, like, why are they trying to kill her if she might be their only access to what they are looking for, which we learn is, um, is Annette Benning's like research and, uh, and the, the, like what she was doing to try and help Well, and them. there's
0: like an implication there that they know she's not a Cree, which is like, what is happening? <laughs> well, she is a Cree. No, she's not a Cree. And net Benning isn't a Cree. No, Net Benning is, but but oh, Ver, that Beers yeah, isn't a Cree. Beers yes. is not a Cree. Yes, and they know that. I guess because they know what happened in the flashback. It's, it's weird. Like, it's
1: like why, why are they? So in order to get. To what they need, they need her to be alive, and yet they actively try to kill her. I think. I feel maybe not. I, I don't, don't know. know. Um, it's it's kind of weird. It just it doesn't. It's again something that I actually find really interesting is this this turn where we realize that the Kree are the bad ones. Oh, and, I think it accords it accords with Guardians of the Galaxy, but they botch it. I think again, just because. Well, first of all, because of a lack of attention to to detail, but also. Because like the ordering of like the, the narrative we're, we also just like just got an info dump about who Carolyn Danvers is. And now all of a sudden we're also being told that like like it just doesn't it just doesn't it work. just doesn't work, but all the flat. pieces
0: are there for it to work, which is why it's so irritating. Yes.
1: Um, so anyway, uh, B- Ben Mendelssohn, the scroll says, I can prove that we are good guys and he has a black box recording. Um, of the of the jet that went down of when Annette Bening Danvers' and Viers, last mission, yeah, which is
0: Veers' last mission. Veers
1: slash Danvers and um and Annette Benning's last mission. So he has a black box from that jet. Um, so they play the black box re- recording and this brings us into a new flashback <laughs> um that Veers has, where she finally remembers not only that she's Carolyn Danver Danvers, um but that she was flying annette bening 's like experimental jet with Annette Benning that morning of the mission that we've been talking about when they were suddenly attacked by another ship and they were forced like into this crash landing right um and then we get a recast of the um of the scene that we started with,
0: which was a dream and actually doesn't resemble things that happened later, which it like honestly kind of confused me,
1: yes, it confused me too. But anyways But we see We see
0: what actually
1: we happened We see what actually happened And um We realized that like uh So So Annette Bening was like We have to destroy The The engine on the ship Which they, is they like They crashed Yeah they crash And it's like a glowy engine That's like on the ship It's and she's the like,
0: light speed engine
1: The light speed engine We have to destroy this thing So she has like a laser gun And she, they're going to destroy it But then she gets shot
0: By Jude, Jude law. law Jude
1: broke the law <laughs> no cut that <laughs> no keep it in i don't care i'm by. i i stand by everything i could make a better movie uh so jude law comes in captain Corel or whatever <laughs> Co- Corriaro <laughs> yep
0: captain Coriaro uh comes uh, in
1: he's the bad guy this whole
0: time and so then in this moment veers is like i will destroy the engine so she goes to shoot the engine to try and accomplish what her boss uh Annette and that Benning was trying Bening. to do. She shoots the engine. It like leaks, l- like special juice onto her, and she absorbs all of it.
1: <laughs> I think it's just a radiation blast. <laughs>
0: I don't think there's any juice. I thought it was like a splash. Like it's like a liquid. I don't remember. I remember liquid. thinking, like, why is there so much <laughs> liquid in that engine? <laughs> but maybe i'm maybe i'm it misremembering
1: no i could be misremembering there's a lot i don't like fully remember about this movie. so anyways we talk
0: about textural I mean, yeah i so take back what she, i said she absorbs all the light speed engine juice and then it like irradiates her <laughs> and it gives her her powers
1: but she, and she also gets loses the laser her hands yeah, but she loses her memory at the same moment so <laughs> but it's
0: not clear. her memory for how to joke around with earthlings apparently <laughs> no.
1: her idioms are all intact Um, But it's clear that at this point, then Jude Law is like, ah, she contains the power of this drive and maybe knows something more. So, we'll take her up to Cree Town and we will make her one of our own. (laughs) Cree Town. (laughs) Um, So, back into the present. That's in the past. Uh, In the present... Veers has these memories they come rushing back and I just remember this shot so well it's like a distant shot of like the garage where they are and she just goes rushing out of the garage and it's like a beautiful Louisiana sunset Mm -hmm. she's just standing there and, like, we're supposed to be feeling things. Right. Because she is feeling things. And she... Yeah. And it wants us to feel things. And
0: I want to feel things. And I things. want... I've
1: never wanted so badly in a Marvel movie to... Like, Ant-Man. Fuck Ant-Man. I
0: don't care about, like, feeling no. things in Ant-Man. I want this movie... I want this movie to be this good. Movie <laughs> this movie has the pieces. It's uh, so close. And she's... At this point, so I think far. she is wearing a, a heart t-shirt. Oh, band really? Heart. And uh, I was like, man, I love Heart. Well, this it movie also... resulted in me listening to Heart for a week, which it was honestly, it was like already right next to my record player. Cause I just taken it off of the record player, but you know, you got to put so it back on. Is
1: this get, kid, this gets number two, just based on that.
0: Yeah. This it is a canon un- civil war, but nonetheless, <laughs> it made Bob listen to heart for a week. I mean, I love heart and always have God. They, they rip man. They're really good. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> she remembers heart also. She also remembers. Quick note, she doesn't remember who she is, but she does remember the yeah. Dreambone Annie kicks ass. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Uh so
1: um they're all now friends, because it's been proven. So they they uh they somehow locate uh the fact that Annette Benning had a secret like space lab that was floating around in the Earth's atmosphere.
0: Which okay, so she has this like space lab called Marvell. It's like named after her, mm. and it's where all the scroll refugees are hiding, are hiding. and there's is,
1: also there's also yes, I'm sorry, go ahead. I oh no, I'm just
0: you. saying that's that's how they know where it is is because they know oh. where the other scroll are
1: okay, they also but like why did they not go there initially because that's also where the um the hyperdrive or what we learn is the tesseract that's where the tesseract that powered the the jet engine is also located
0: yeah so i don't it, remember exactly how this all spills out but, but they, realized they realized that they that have to get up there that light speed engine was powered by the tesseract which we know to be one of the infinity stones it's the power stone i believe yeah the blue yeah. one um so that was up in that ship and they're like we got to go back up there and get the juice stone
1: yeah and the
0: <laughs> <laughs> the cargo jet can do
1: this luckily um but for some reason in order to do this also this is 100% no the cargo
0: jet can do it because that one dude modifies it
1: oh okay Okay, the 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 other scroll.
0: Yeah, there's two scrolls. So there's two scrolls.
1: <laughs> there's two scrolls and the other scroll who goes unnamed, I checked this, he does not have a name. Uh he goes unnamed, at least not in the script of this movie. The official script of this movie does not name this scroll. He he fix he fixes the cargo jet, and then they decide that, um, because Jude Law and Company are incoming, they decide that Yeah, they, they're
0: trying to hunt down veers.
1: They need a distraction, so they send this this uh scroll to go meet jude law they're like under message Jude law like we'll meet you in this cabin this on the scroll, bayou
0: this scroll who is nothing but the butt of jokes then yes. he fixes their spaceship like uh, the the jet allowing the jet to be space worthy then they send him into a cabin as a decoy which allows them to i don't know stall for about 10 seconds. It, it literally ends
1: up making no difference in the movie. Literally, it no is, difference.
0: And this dude just gets murdered by Jude, Jude Law.
1: Jude Law, he pretends to be Carolyn Danvers because Scroll can look like whoever. And Jude Law quickly asks a question. And he realizes that this Scroll, like, he has a question that a Scroll couldn't know, which means they already failed because they should have, like, given him a debriefing on everything that Jude Law oh, would know about her. So stupid. So Jude Law asks a question, and, like, Scroll doesn't know, so shoots Scroll, and Scroll says something like, you're too late anyway and dies. (laughs) The most thankless job in the Marvel Universe.
0: It honestly, and then you watch this, it bothers me because it makes you think that the characters that you're meant to identify with veers the the Skrull leader dude who is yeah. now with them Fury all these people are just assholes Yes Who just left this dude to die This it man is a refugee It accomplished nothing for them And they let this dude die Yes they, In fact they commanded this dude to die <laughs> And they've, no, they've all that they did while he was alive is
1: insult him Yeah It was it was one of the most off-putting moments in it all of these so, movies It is and so we, weird We watched the entirety of The Incredible Hulk And I think this is more off-putting in a sense <laughs> You're not
0: wrong uh, all right, uh, so they fly anyway, into space. They make, they
1: make it into space, um and uh, yeah well, this is where they find the scroll. families are up there so they, they dock with the uh, floating science lab in the atmosphere and they find the, the Tesseract which is the power stone etc but it's like almost immediately there's like some there's some talking here there's like it, there's they talk is about this like, an where there's machine. that
0: reunion between the scroll leader and his family yes. and his like child literally and it his wife. as though they are actual human refugees reuniting
1: it is and they're all wearing these rub masks. Also, this is the part that I wanted to point out that Ben Mendelsohn has a slight like lisp, speech impediment. And so all of the scroll talk with this speech impediment, which is very amusing. To I assume me, that has to do with the universal just, translators. They, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the stupidest and also the funniest idea that Marvel has ever come up with, where they're just like, everybody will talk like Ben Mendelsohn because he is the Uber scroll it's Um, weird but yeah these these people in green rubber masks are all just like hugging and we're just like what about that other dude's family uh (sighs) but it doesn't matter because jude law and space force arrive almost immediately they knock out danvers and they they take all the scroll and it's important to note that um that Maria is there as well with Nick Fury, but they've left Monica behind alone in a house. Yeah. By Monica, a, the daughter, the daughter of, Maria. of Maria, but Maria is there, which is important. Um, so Jude law and space force after they arrive, they, they like knock out Danvers somehow. And then they round up the scroll and fury and Maria and goose is there as well. And they like put them in like a, like detention cell or something. I don't know. There's something like spaceship that. spaceship. Yeah. Um, so now danvers uh veers wakes up again and um she's like in this like dream realm this like very like stephen strange style like
0: she's in the supreme intelligence intelligence, yeah which like honestly it just looks like the place like the intermediate place in the matrix where it's like a white space where things can appear and then annette benning is there but she's like badass Annette Benning now. She's yeah. like wearing like motorcycle boots. And stuff. Yeah, she is like in some like it's like suit.
1: Then this is meant to indicate to us that the Supreme Intelligence is is digging off the kid gloves and is no longer Mr. Nice Annette Benning.
0: <laughs> no longer Mr. Nice Supreme Intelligence. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and like basically the Supreme Intelligence is just kind of mocking her. Yeah. And uh so she is it at this point that she gets the flashbacks?
0: She, like, goes through the flashbacks again, and it's, like, all the times that she's been belittled and all this stuff, none of which we've seen. Remember, we haven't seen this manifest in a character way, in a classic show-don't-tell kind of way. We have only been told that people were jerks to her, and, like, the only time it manifested in the movie is when that dude told her to smile, which was a good moment because it happened in real time, and we had a character beat. Yeah. Uh, But instead, we just have, like, flashbacks of everybody telling her she can't do things, and then she realizes that she has this, like, disc on her neck that's, like
1: been there the whole time
0: implanted by the Kree and she's like oh wait if I take this off it has actually been limiting me not like helping me channel these powers and I will be able to like fully embrace my tesseract Powers. Powers. (laughs) And, like, there's some really good stuff
1: here in the idea that they were always telling her. And, like, I'm not a woman, but I assume that there is something very interesting in the whole thing. They're always telling her to calm down. Oh. To chill out. All of of it's good
0: conceptually. It's good conceptually. I can't (laughs) emphasize enough. This movie could be amazing. You almost, I almost wish that
1: the dumb, like, tick on her neck that she has to take off in order to fully access her powers wasn't there. But you do now realize that they were telling her to calm down and to, like, control herself because they were afraid of her. Yes. And this raises all kinds of questions about the Kree and like why they kept this ticking time bomb around. Well, but, um, but it's, it's, it's a good moment in so far as that you see the fear in them. You're you, aware you, that, you,
0: that like they are scared of the idea that she could remove this thing and really yes. be powerful.
1: And like there's, there is this moment and we're going to talk about Captain Marvel's powers in general, uh, veer's powers that she fully accesses. And as much as I like, I'm not a big fan of like the Superman style superhero, there is an awe in the, mm-hmm. in like, in this that I find very cool. And that there's just like this, her powers are so spectacular and so like, Marvelous. marvelous. Yeah. So, so over the top that like, awe is the only word that you can usually describe. Like, yes. everyone is terrified of them.
0: Yeah. She could like blow up a planet if she wanted to.
1: So. Um, which
0: we will see we'll experience the full scope of her powers momentarily
1: while this is happening and she's in the supreme intelligence like uh it's also should be noted that uh jude law calls up our old friend ronan the accuser who i believe is not an an accuser yet He's just ronan Ronan, but he's Ronan the accuser um played by lee pace uh middle
0: management (laughs) right now he's (laughs) like working his way up to be an accuser
1: one of these days. Oh, man. My dad always wanted me to be an accuser. Uh, just the
0: idea of performance reviews.
1: <laughs> well, your acu- accusations have been down this this quarter, so... Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a quota on accusations.
1: <laughs> um... So he calls up Ronan the Accuser, and I don't. Know, he like says like, "Come in here and let's destroy Earth or something." I don't know. I don't even know why the Kree are there. They they hate the Skrull, but like, there's a hand. There's just like five Skrull on this ship,
0: bro. They they hate the Skrull,
1: <laughs> so they call in an entire like an fleet. entire fleet of Kree ships in order to kill five Skrull. I think they also might something. like
0: want to get her because yeah. I think that they know that she's like but wildly they're, powerful. They're
1: also going to fire missiles at Earth.
0: Yeah, they are going to do that. Yeah, I don't like, know why space they're going to do that.
1: I don't know either. Um, but anyway, uh, meanwhile, Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, the scroll and Maria managed to, or Nick Fury, rather. I keep calling him Sam Jackson because he's young. And uh, that, you, know what, you know what it is? Is that I forgot that it was Sam Jackson, or I forgot it was Nick Fury, and I kept thinking of him as Sam Jackson while watching this movie. That's the one issue with the de-aging. Because he's also not wearing the eye patch. So like all of the immediate visual indicators, Mm. like he's got like a low hairline and everything. The hairline actually I think looks off.
0: I don't think it looks off. I I really think it looks like Sam Jackson.
1: (laughs) I could have done it better. Uh, Danvers is broken out of the Supreme Intelligence. She hasn't destroyed the Supreme Intelligence, but she's broken out of like the mind meld. And so, like, she starts fighting Space Force, all of her old so comrades. is this...
0: Yeah, okay. I this think is, at this, this point... This is the jukebox period. Okay, here, here's what happens. She breaks out and is like, the fight's about to happen. And they kick on, uh, I'm just a girl from Tragic Kingdom. And you're like, all right, dude. Like, let's go. Yeah. And then she kicks a dude into a jukebox immediately after the music starts. L-
1: literally about five or six seconds after.
0: She kicks a dude into a jukebox and you go... They really shouldn't have started the music when that dude hit that jukebox. Because
1: there's all there's like jukeboxes and arcade machines up here. It's so frustrating.
0: Yeah. It is so infuriating, the lack of attention to detail. And it feels like that is a summation of every problem with this movie. And I understand that sounds petty. But dude, if they had gotten that right, they definitely wouldn't have screwed up some of the other stuff.
1: And I mean, you, you've, you've been listening this long. You know we're petty. So.
0: But God, it was... It's actually... It's, it's really irritating. It, it was so stupid. Like, you like fine you license this no doubt song i think it's kind of weird that it's a no doubt song because like she wouldn't have been around no she missed it she missed no <laughs> no doubt kind of so it's like i kind of wish it had been something you know from, what like, she wouldn't have the missed? late 80s heart yeah it, it, well the problem is sometimes like heart doesn't rock quite hard enough for punching dudes you know what i mean mm. like because they got that folk kind of stuff Ooh, occasionally barracuda <laughs> i <laughs> Oh man, Barracuda came on the radio just yesterday while I was really? driving. Damn, it's a good song, Barracuda. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, it's
1: it's 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 like it's so irritating that I cease to be able to enjoy the fight scene because
0: yes. I was. Like, we couldn't stop talking about it because yeah. it just felt like the people who made this movie had never seen a movie. And the weirdest part is like maybe it's just the person who edited it because they did shoot yeah. the scene where the dude ran into the jukebox and i'm sure there was a note where they were like start the music well, here and the, then somebody didn't it, understand the, it the
1: directors are in the editing booth I with, don't know. The, with the editors. it really like,
0: worries me like i don't understand how this happened it I makes would, me think that maybe disney plus's audio cues are wrong or like that did occur to me too
1: but i don't think that, that i think that like it was crazy anyway this these fight scenes it's worth noting are not as good as the uh, initial fight scenes with the scroll. And I the blacked scroll it show. out
0: because I could not stop there, thinking about that. Jukebox. There's a lot of
1: Dutch angles and like, it's harder to tell what's going on. There's more like people involved in the fighting. Anyway, there's just, it's fight, 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 right? Yeah. It's fight, fight, shoot, shoot. Uh, meanwhile, Nick Fury and Maria, uh, and, uh, Ben Mendelsohn have escaped. Uh, there's, they like run into some, uh, some Cree who are just like, stop right where you are. And, uh, I believe that it's at this moment that Goose, the Flurkin, just Lovecraft style, like the the thing that we thought was a cat, (laughs) the thing we thought was a cat, just like
0: launches tentacles out of its mouth and eats these Cree whole. Like yeah, consumes like six dudes, and you realize it is a Flurkin, and that is some sort of demon from beneath. (laughs) I, I like it. I'm just going to come out and say I it. think that this effect always looks a little weird yes but I also like it conceptually I
1: like the idea like I, it's dumb but like is the kind of dumb that I like wherein the cat is like all of 10 pounds and yeah. but it like is able to contain 10 full grown right, right. <laughs> goose also eats uh, the Tesseract at this point because they're like we got to get the Tesseract as well and, and they're just like all right I guess we'll carry well, it and
0: they don't know how to touch it because yes, you don't want to touch be it. touching infinity stones and yeah. then <laughs> the flerking and just eats it <laughs> which is it just, it's also good i liked
1: it yeah you, you only use the flurkin twice and the, no actually they use it three times they use the third, it third, third times yeah i don't know i have an experience about the third time we'll get to that though um so anyway they then get into an uh into the uh cargo jet and um they head back down to earth to earth um so meanwhile we remember that the the, the entire kree army led by ronin this the someday the soon to be accuser the someday to be accuser. Yeah. Has arrived. Um, and, uh, they have these, like, I think there's three battleships that are all like stationed over earth. And I think they just want to destroy it for some reason. So Well, fury and Maria and the good scrolls have fled to earth, um, and they're being pursued by the sniper lady who's of space force,
0: that doesn't really matter.
1: It does. Does it? It's, it's a character beat for Maria. Um, Let's just let's just cover this. Okay. So Maria, uh Nick Fury and the good, the good scrolls are running. Uh the all scrolls are good scrolls. I shouldn't have to say the good scrolls, but you know, the scrolls. It's not like the good German or something like that. Um the scrolls are all are all running uh with with and then and then like Sniper Lady is pursuing them and Maria because she is a because she was a former jet, jet pilot is able to take down the Sniper Lady in pursuit. And, uh, that's like, so it's like, it's important that she went along because they would not have survived if she were not there to do this. Sure. So just, it's part of the reason that her character exists. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, also at that moment, I believe is when Goose, like Sam Jackson is like baby talking to Goose being like, you ate a tesseract, tesseract. <laughs> and like Goose just like scratches him in the eye
0: and he's uh, oh.
1: like, Oh, but his eye's still there. So we're like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, um, <laughs> Back up on the space station, uh, Veers has, like, realized her godly potential. And she is
0: just, like, glowing. She has the mohawk again.
1: Yeah. And I groan. The Kree are launching missiles, and she just blasts out of the spaceship, and she just, like, intercepts the missiles and, like, and like tosses She's them back. She's blowing
0: up missiles. She's flying through spaceships, she, and they are blowing she up.
1: She outright... Destro- she, like, messes... She, like, cuts one of these Kree destroyers in half. Yeah. Um. And Ronan is just like, might be... Uh, let's get out of here and they just, they leave and they're just like, we're not messing with C-53 anymore. Uh, It clearly has a protector. At least we won't do so for another 10 years or 12 years or so whenever the Avengers happens. Um, Meanwhile, uh, on the ground, Jude Law has like taken a ship down to Earth too. He took like a ship. Yeah, there's like this
0: thing where he crashes a ship down on Earth and then she and Jude Law have a standoff. She she, comes down, yeah, and then they have a standoff. And uh, he's like, just fight me without your powers. Let's do it for real. He's like monologuing, and it's like
1: it's a callback to that very first scene yeah. where he's just like, calm your, calm your yourself. Yeah. Like, let's fight. And this time he's like, don't cheat and use your powers. Like, why would you want to use your powers? I remember watching this. This is our investment in this movie. Is watching this at this point, I was like, she's gonna, is she gonna
0: do the Indiana Jones thing? And she does. She just lights this dude up with yeah. her rocket hands or whatever, and he like gets smashed into a rock and then she puts him in a ship and just sends him back to the Kree homeworld.
1: And she like sends him with a message and she says like, let the, tell the Kree know that I'm coming to destroy the Supreme intelligence and to like end this war for good. Um, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. So it's time to have a big dinner. <laughs> they all have a big dinner. <laughs> it's a dinner scene. Maria made, yeah, oh. I think they should have ordered in. I feel like after, after a I, day definitely like that. Don't,
0: I mean, maybe, maybe Monica made it.
1: That's true. Monica was home alone all day. But Monica has made friends with one of the Cree children. Scroll children. Scroll children. I'm sorry. The Cree are evil. Monica would never befriend the Cree. Thank you. Uh, she's made friends with one of the Scroll children. She's like, oh, we don't want them to ever leave. But all of us are like, those things can't stay in Louisiana. That is <laughs> <laughs> not safe. And so the Scroll are going to uh, go somewhere. I don't remember. They're going to go to some other planet. Probably.
0: I don't remember. I think that's what like, they're going to like live on Marvel's ship and roam the galaxy or something. Okay. Well, that know. sounds
1: good. Yeah. But um, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to go out there. Um, and, and, uh, Veers is just like talking with, like saying her goodbyes to everybody. She has like a, a long conversation with Monica about like, um, what it means to be a superhero. And they kind of like change her costume.
0: And they make her costume look more American. She says
1: goodbye to everybody. She gives fury a modified pager so that he could call her if the world ever needs help.
0: But, but he, it's like clear that it's like, she is so powerful that you're not going to call her unless things get real bad,
1: real bad. Yeah. Um, and then she like takes off into, into the, into the night. Um, we then see Fury back in, like, the L.A. S.H.I.E.L.D. offices, uh, and someone comes in, like, carrying, like, it's like a box or something, that, like a wooden box that he opens, and there's all these, like, glass eyes in it.
0: Yeah, and, no, it, well, it's Coulson comes and gives him oh, eyes. Oh, it was Coulson. Yeah, okay. like, Coulson is, like, you have to pick a, 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 a placement fake eye. eye. Yeah,
1: because yeah, it turns out that, that Goose's scratch was, it was a cat scratch that made Fury lose his eye. And
0: and he is clearly framing it to everyone, as it was like he fought a bunch of Cree. Yeah, which which he did. Yeah. but
1: but yeah um and so, uh, he just basically does not want to take an eye and instead he goes back to what he was doing. He's working on this, this document called, uh, the protectors initiative, but he's just like, he's in revision phase and he's just like, I don't know about this name. So he looks at this picture of, uh, Carolyn Danvers. And her nickname fears. was Avenger. That was, and it was the name on her plane too. Yeah. Cause well, that was her, that was her call sign. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah. It was Avenger. And so he changes it to the Avengers initiative and we go to credits. That was this movie.
0: (laughs) Matt, what did you think of this movie?
1: I, um, this is, is, I think that this is one is, I don't think this is a good movie. I think this is, I think that this is not like an awful movie, but it's a bad movie.
0: This is the 21st movie, correct?
1: In like the, the overall sequence. Yes. And this is
0: the first female fronted movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, it's also the first movie to have any female director involved. And, okay. Uh it is and it's it, it's aware of that. There's a meta there's a meta as you kind of alluded to, there's a meta commentary all it's, throughout. Yeah,
0: they 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 go hard on it. Yeah. I mean, number one, how did we get this far? It, it, before I, before we had I, a, a woman as the lead in one of these films. It's actually, it boggles my mind that they
1: did not do a Black Widow movie I agree. I at agree. some point. I mean, now obviously they have and that's going to be released and that's held by uh, by a woman as well as a director. Marvel is pulling in lots of like indie directors in this case, but also just like people who have really like proven their chops, chops and like people who also are not American directors mm-hmm. they're bringing on to make these movies now. Uh, for better or for worse, I know that like, I've talked to people who are like, I'd much rather these people were just making like movies that are not Marvel that they they want to make. But I think that like the philosophy that I have heard, from some of these like art house quote unquote art house, because like, really this is just, this is what we use to, ter- to refer to anything that's not made by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, the conceit is that they're, they say like, I do one for you and I do two for me. It's, like, you I mean, that's Marvel. quite often like how it is. Yeah. And so if it allows them to keep making movies, it's maybe for the best, um, regardless Definitely. of like what the, the resources that we,
0: sometimes you got to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Like, and you know, I'm I'm not blind to the way that commerce works and I don't get a prestige if you don't make your dark night. So let's go this is weird that
1: the prestige is the example of the art house movie there. Though.
0: Well, no, but I'm saying that like Chris Nolan gets to do whatever the heck he wants, yes. but he also makes his franchise movies.
1: Certainly. If, if, you know I, unfortunately, what I, mean? I wish that he had like had gone back and made like another memento or something. Sure. But,
0: but you know, yeah. we, we can't, we can't be upset with them for them doing the thing they want to do totally. once we say that they get to do the thing they want to do. And so if, if more people are given the opportunity to like make the big budget thing that lets them then go like, no, I'm going to use that clout. Yeah. I am totally in favor of that.
1: Yeah, I mean I look forward to Jane Campion's upcoming Marvel movies and it's, in any case <laughs> we're getting we're getting off track. Yeah, I think we're really far. We're afield. really far afield. Um this this yeah, you everything that you said is correct. This is the this is the first Marvel movie with a uh, a female superhero main character and unfortunately like character is the key word for what we look for in a main character. <laughs> And, like, because of it has nothing to do with Brie Larson's performance, it has nothing to do, in many ways, even with, like, the direction of the performances, it has everything to do with how the movie is structured. And in that regard, the writing. It doesn't
0: have to do with the story. It has to do with the way the story is told. And the story is not told in, like, in fundamental ways, is not well told. In the And, like, I said it before, but, like, you know, you do your intro drama class and they're going to teach you about like dramatic, like three act structure for things. They're going to teach you about like the hero's journey and they're going to say, show, don't tell. And this movie breaks like every one of those rules. It like fails fundamentally to just introduce you to a character and tell you and show you rather who they are. And instead is like, I'm going to flash back and tell you what happened.
1: Imagine that you were watching Titanic This uh, you know, and it opens, and we just see like Jack drown, (laughs) and then we flash back, (laughs) and we don't even flash back to like
0: meeting Jack before he's on the boat. No, in fact, no, we're gonna go midway, and then we're gonna flash back further, and it's just like, And, and and then we only see those other things so briefly that we are meant to intuit from them the character that we don't see and
1: it's 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 a writing issue that i'm almost sympathetic to because i think that it is is probably unique to writers who feel as though like i understand this character fully so i assume that the audience will understand this character fully from these like brief flashes but you don't get like really we're not asking for much time we're asking for like like eight minutes i'm just asking for
0: characters to interact with one another like the only like real interaction we get is like her and jew law at the beginning where like we could maybe take some character from that right where it's like oh he's like kind of condescending to her and she's like like i don't know plucky because she like is down to fight this dude at like 2 a.m or whatever yeah and we kind of need that sort of interaction like interaction with friends like there's like a banter section when the She and the Kree crew is like going to go fight on this mission, and they're all kind of bantering. Yeah, and that's the sort of character stuff that we need with her on Earth, and we never get.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 very strange because that's our favorite parts of this movie are those parts. Yes, because we are starting to understand this character, and you feel
0: like you're meeting her, but that's
1: not actually her. It's not actually her, and so the entire movie is about her realizing who she is. But not in a way that is like revelatory for the audience.
0: They're they're obscuring something that doesn't need to be obscured. Yes. And they when she's an amnesiac, she's not different than before. So it's this weird thing where it's like, oh, she like doesn't remember who she is, but is functionally identical? It's, it's like, there's just no growth or development except for like the obvious growth of now I am fully in charge of my laser body, Yeah, you know, which is like fine in a movie that more cleanly, I guess, articulates all the things this movie wants to do. Like, again, the beats of this movie are not bad. The story like, you know, of like this test pilot flies this mission, this test pilot is like captured following this incident. They are in space. They are misled. All this stuff. Fine. I have no issues with it. I actually like it. I want to see that story told. But I want to see that story told in a way where I care about that person at the center. And it's really hard to in this because they're just like broad strokes. You know, I, I like the only DC movie I've seen is the Wonder Woman movie. Yes. Actually, and,
1: that's uh, this is something that I think would inevitably have to come up.
0: Well, I mean, I actually I enjoyed the first half of the Wonder Woman movie quite a bit because it is a lot of like her interacting with people yeah. and you get the sense of like who she is, right? Like, yeah, she is a character. She has a total character. Yeah. Um, and then like other characters ha- build character based on their interactions with her.
1: I think that the strange thing about this movie and feel free to disagree with me, with me obviously. I think the strange thing about this <laughs> movie you. in comparison to, to wonder woman is that like, I think that wonder woman is is an actively, if not, like, overwhelmingly, an actively sexist movie. Really? Yes. I think that the entire design of the Wonder Woman character is, like, still just pure male fantasy. It was it was created by a man very much to be male fantasy. Like, it's, you know, the S&M connotations. And, like, that doesn't mean that, like, someone can't view Wonder Woman and see, like, um, and see, like, take from that what they want. Mm-hmm. But I still think that that movie is, like, relatively sexist in its in its depiction hmm. of, of her like she has to wear a skirt in the battle i i, um, I, I and, don't disagree I think that
0: the costume is like got issues i guess
1: the costume is kind of the thing with superheroes though
0: i i guess
1: it's their I, emblem it's like it's like what it's like it it stands for who they are as characters
0: i don't feel like particularly qualified to comment on this <laughs> but i will say that like I feel that to that movie's credit, there's a lot of work done, like where she comes from, I the agree. culture of that place, and that stuff. I think sort of.
1: There's a lot counteracting it.
0: Yeah. Obviously, you're never going to get away from the fact that it's like a girl in boots with a whip.
1: And also wearing like a bustier and a skirt. No, spirit. I'm not. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm I agreeing with that, you on that, that.
0: But I, they show more respect for people they do. in that movie than they do in this movie. And so I don't think... It's a think, better movie. Well, but I just I don't think that like sexism necessarily boils down solely to a costume or something like that. Because I think that like... I think it, I I think it think does. That,
1: if, as long as the costume is sexist, there is an aspect of that movie that is sexist.
0: I'm not disagreeing that there's yeah. that's an aspect. I don't think though... Like you said like that whole movie is sexist you, you know, to say whole? Uh, you you said that that entire movie. Okay. I think that that
1: movie I I I would say that that movie is sexist. It continues It seems to, like maybe we should get somebody around.
0: qualified on this before we go too far down this road. I I feel out of my depth, I'll say.
1: Fair enough. I mean, I think that like I, again, I am just I'm giving my opinion of, of that movie, but I think that the interesting comparison is that Captain Marvel for being a not the first female-led superhero movie, but a female-led superhero movie does not fall into any of those traps whatsoever. It is there's no like sexualization. It's, no, ever. it's it's no, it's, it's it's actually kind of incredible. Like I am, I'm, I'm sort of surprised by it, and really I admire that. I think that that's that's something that is very surprised. I mean, consider how impossible it would have been for the Wonder Woman movie to have, like, in many ways not been sexist without pissing off a lot of people, because they would have had to completely change the costume. And so, this movie is just like, we don't don't give a shit. Like, we're just going to, like, she is going this is going to be a movie that is in which her character is not at all defined necessarily by by her sexual appeal to any of the male characters.
0: I actually kind of disagree on some level. This movie is like all of the character work that they do is like quick snippets of dudes being sexist to her. And that's sexist is different though. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the movie is, I'm just saying that like, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done. So there's, but like, that's the, they are just saying that like, that is character work is that, and we don't even see her responses to them in a lot of cases. No. Yeah. It's just that like, we know that this happened to her and that's, good, like, that is obviously, that can be a driving force for this character. But if you don't pay it off as, like, here's how that manifests for her, here's her as a person, beyond just as a collection of affronts based on her gender, I think that that's actually, like, underdeveloped in a way that I do find kind of offensive. I think there's, like, a lack of effort there and like a shorthanding that i yeah. think short changes that character and particularly if this is the first female marvel movie i do find that like inherently sexist
1: that's a that's a very good point um and i don't i don't disagree with you uh that is where i feel like i would be wary to use the word sexist but i also don't disagree with your point what what i am saying is that i'm impressed Wonder Woman does not escape the male gaze this movie entirely. Th- that is true. And I think that that is that is to me as someone who grew up reading comic books as someone whose mom was always commenting and like always had mixed feelings sure, about the sure. comic books I read, it is astonishing to me. And it's especially the treatment of the other female characters in the Marvel movies as recently as Infinity War, like you know, where Scarlet Witch is again like wearing like a corset. and oh, that's, yeah. her no, I totally that's her outfit, that's Costume. I totally agree. It's, with it's that. astounding to me that this movie just is able to to not engage with that and it, and like make clear that that is not something that like like superheroes don't need to inherently like be the object of desire for another character in like for the audience or for another character in the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, and just generally speaking, it's you know it's nice because it like treats her on the same terms that it treats the male characters. Yeah. Who are consistently in certain cases also underdrawn in this way. The thing that offends me about this movie is that they do a bunch of work telling me who Tony Stark is. And then they get this character and they're just like, I don't know. She's like a space girl and she's like been insulted by dudes. And cause she's a girl cause she's a girl. Yeah. And the- like, it feels like so much of like their characterization here is reductive and just like, cause she's a girl yes, and not like, because she's a person. And I find that offensive. Like, and I find that more offensive, frankly, than personally, and like obviously, you know, I'm this is just my opinion and my opinion is informed by being a white dude. But my opinion on it is like, yes, the Wonder Woman costume is ultra male gazy, no doubt. But you can almost start to own that sort of thing. When you write a backstory, do the work to show this person existing outside of male gaze, and then actually even like actively in that movie they like kind of comment on it by dropping her into a place where it's like, there was no, there is no male gaze where she comes from. Yeah. And then, you know, they drop her into like our world and then they kind of like flip it where it's like, now she's subject to that. I
1: think, I think. Right? This, and whether or not that's yeah, successful is like debatable. It, it's trying to have it both of ways. Of course. I think that to go back to Captain Marvel, and I think that I think that you're right. Like Wonder Woman does a very good job with character work, with her character work, and it does a very good job with the love story as well.
0: I I don't think that they stick the landing. I think no, the back, they don't. The back third of that movie but, is but, a but the mess. chemistry, the but chemistry
1: is. Strong. I think the first two thirds are very yeah. good. Um, and it, and it, but it is like a romantic chemistry, unlike for instance, like Brie Larson's chemistry with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, which totally. is also very strong. But well, and, like, and it
0: could be better if she was written, like, a better character that, like, oh, was totally. an amnesiac only, or not. And that's the sort of thing her, where I feel like
1: her lack, this is a mess. This, her, is a,
0: this is a disaster.
1: Her lack of chemistry with Maria is almost the bigger issue. But to what you were saying before, I agree that, like, I, in many ways, I do think that there is something to... Uh, there is something there with her, with, like, the way that they tell her to, like, be in control of her emotions and mm-hmm. to calm her emotions that is a critique of of like of sexism definitely across the board that i think does work in a way that is more subtle and is less about like like you were saying just like being told that she is less than simply for for being a girl when she was younger
0: well and i agree with you totally and like as i feel like i've just a broken record on it like the parts are there for this movie to be good. It's all And, there. like, that That they, arc they, is good. Like, that arc is what they want to accomplish, right?
1: And if the arc were there, we wouldn't need the what feel like obvious flashbacks to this... That just kind put a of button like, on yeah, it. Yeah, that just put a button on it. Like, yeah. That, like, people just, like... Denigrating her, well, and based and that around can, her if sex. that just
0: happens, like I said, if if we are actually not flashing back to just a moment in that bar, if we're in that bar and she's getting drinks with her friends, and we're having like character moments with her and Maria, and then that dude comes up, and it's just an interaction that they have, yeah, it's so different than you just showing me just that dude. Yes, yeah, and it like you, it, and immediately I, you don't even need to show me any other ones because I know intuitively as a viewer, this happens all the time and this is shaping who she is because this is happening to her all the time.
1: And, and in that situation, the focus is on her and not on the guy. Exactly. Which is, exactly, which is, yeah. In many ways, like by refocusing in this, like you have the scene with her dad, you have the scene with like the drill sergeant. And then you have the scene with the, with like the ice man dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and so like they are the central figures of each of these flashbacks. As well, they're all to, from
0: her perspective because they do them as flashbacks in her memories. But it's like,
1: like you said, we don't see her respond. We don't though. see yeah. her.
0: We don't learn about her. So
1: she's not a character in her own flashback. That's it. in a sense. That's yeah. how I feel. I it's it's really it's, I think that we are in in like total agreement that this is I would say the greatest letdown. It is a bummer out of any of the Marvel movies. Like, and it's, it's, it's almost sad because it comes so late yes. when we have come to, I thought this movie was going to be good.
0: I was amped for this movie. Yes. And honestly, yeah. when it started, I was like, they might've done it. And then they did not.
1: It is, I think it's going to be the hardest one to rank that we have out of any of these that we have ever done, because if we are just doing it objectively as a movie, it's pretty low. But if we are, but like, like, you like you said over and over again, the, the pieces are all there. And like you, it's just like, I almost want to like fall asleep, wake up tomorrow.
0: And Captain Marvel was a different movie. That's I, I, man, I just want this movie to be good. So bad because I love, I love Top Gun. I love fighter jets. I love outer space. I love love, friendship. I, I I, like, I actually like this movie should be my favorite Marvel movie. Like this, this has all the pieces, right? I love heart. (laughs) Um, like it's actually doing everything I want. And then it, they just didn't do it right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought that my biggest issue with this was going to be like Captain Marvel's powers and like the oh kind no. of like failure to like illustrate like how cosmic they are. But I think they do a good job. Oh, of that. I'm very yeah, they make aware. That very clear. Um, but like, yeah, no, it's it's just it's purely structural. And maybe someday there will be like a different cut of it. I don't know. They'll never do that. You're going to make it.
0: I understand. Cause this you could make a better movie. I bought the rights. <laughs> I sold my Excalibur collection. Was able to buy the rights and to the Captain Marvel you'll, movie. will make Captain Marvel <laughs> more. <laughs> um, all right. So what happens in our post-credit sequence here? And then let's rank this movie. Sure.
1: Um, well, we've got a mid-credit sequence first. Okay. Uh, and this is a post-Infinity. This is like the real one. This is post-Infinity War. And we see the Avengers, our original Avengers, are all like hanging out in an Avenger AQ. And they're all very sad. Um, but they have the pager, and the pager is like held
0: like they've put it in a box, you know, and it's just like continuing to ring because they know that Fury set it off. Not, is it like it's not
1: like a box? It's like it's like held in stasis. It's like a little and, like, robot a, arm that's pushing. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like keeps triggering it. Yeah, but I thought you. I was thinking like a shoebox. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! They put it in a shoebox. They stuck it under Cap's bed,
0: <laughs> hoping that works. Yeah,
1: it's continuing to, and ring. they say it's
0: been like months since yeah. the events of infinity war i think
1: and they're just like when is she gonna arrive well and
0: no they said they don't know what it even is
1: oh okay yeah you're right they're confused by what it is Cause they don't know what's like gonna me happen. they
0: don't th- when i first saw him press the button on that pager they don't know who captain marvel they don't is. recognize
1: the logo um but then like i think that like it's uh mark um What's his name? Mark Ruffalo like turns around at some point and then she's just there. Yeah. She like like walks in horror movie. I think she
0: says like, like like, what happened the last 20 years or something? It's like some weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think that the strangest part about it because she's kind of so without character in this movie, if she's like written to have character in the next one, it kind of all is forgiven. Like, cause I just never need to go back to this. Like I'm, yeah. it doesn't improve this movie, but she can like coexist with the other characters and I can learn who Whoa, she totally. is now.
1: And unlike, unlike Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, I don't like, I look forward to seeing her. I have no feelings have no- on her.
0: Other, you
1: know what I it mean? Can, it can only go up. Yes. It can only yes. get better. And like, I have no, it's not like she is a character that I dislike. It is just that she is not a character. So if, if further future writers are able to do stuff with her, fantastic. Then, it, then it's only going to get better. Yes. Whereas, like, I don't really want to see more Paul Rudd. Agreed. All right. Then there's a post credit sequence where we see Goose. He's walking around Nick Fury's desk and he pukes up the Tesseract.
0: It's kind of fun. It's, it's all right. Rule of threes. We had to get there again. Let's rank this movie. Uh, okay, so give me the current listing, the current ranking, I should say, yeah. of the Marvel movies. This is the definitive ranking. At number one, we have Captain America Civil War. God, and I love that movie. Great movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll be un- never unseated, I have the feeling. <laughs> number two, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. And number three, we have Black Panther. And number four, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Five is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Six is Avengers, Infinity War. Seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Eight is Avengers, the first Avengers. Nine is Iron Man 3. Ten is Avengers, Age of Ultron. Eleven is Doctor Strange. Twelve is Thor, the Dark World. Thirteen is Captain America, the first Avenger. Fourteen is Iron Man 2. Fifteen is Thor, Ragnarok. Sixteen is Ant Man and the Wasp. Seventeen is Thor. Eighteen is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Nineteen is Ant Man. And at number twenty three, we have the Incredible. Hulk. you know what i just realized what there's a i feel like there's a huge drop off between like iron man 3 and avengers age of ultron <laughs> maybe not i don't As, think i don't think so yeah i just like that movie. you just like iron, just like man, 3 iron 3. man 3 more
0: than most people
1: uh <laughs> which i, I me mean and the critics i love it it's fine um where do you think this goes it is somewhere is it okay let's start with this is this movie better or worse than thor ragnarok
0: yeah I think so It's uh, you, th- I, you didn't answer the question I said yeah I think so
1: I said is it w- better or worse
0: oh <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yes or no uh, uh, yes <laughs> I think it is better than Ragnarok really so it's really hard for me because at some point until we recap this movie my brain was conceptualizing this movie as I want it to be <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay, I see. We've had a lot of conversations outside this podcast about the way that we would reconceptualize this movie. Or just like how I like I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is like above Thor and worse than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think this is our new 17. That's my place for it, but I I, I think, think I think it's pretty I think this is a bad movie.
0: Good man when she kicks that dude into that jukebox and it doesn't hit the music cue, it is unforgivable 23, (laughs) put it at 24. (laughs) It's off the list. We'll have a, we'll have a number of silence. (laughs) Uh, yeah, let's, I'm down to put it at 17. I'm down to put it at 17. It's definitely better than Thor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Um, oh man. All right. Our revised list hit me it's 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 tricky i mean because i don't feel good putting it down that far but i think that that's where it actually is yeah that's what it is um and number one we have captain america civil war this is the new list (laughs) (laughs) the new drastically different list at number two we have iron man the first iron man three we have black panther four we have spider-man homecoming five is captain america winter soldier six is avengers Infinity War. 7 is Guardians of the Galaxy, 8 is Avengers, 9 is Iron Man 3, 10 is Age of Ultron, uh the first Age of Ultron, 11 is Doctor Strange, 12 is Thor: Dark World, 13 <laughs> is Captain America: The First Avenger, 14 is Iron Man 2, 15 is Thor: Ragnarok, 16 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, at 17 we have Captain Marvel. At 18 we have the original Thor, at 19 we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. At 20, we have Ant-Man, and at 23, we have The Incredible Hulk. This means that there are only two spots left open. The last one of those, of course, is Spider-Man Homecoming, and then the... um.
0: Yeah, you, you said Homecoming on this list, oh, no, but it was no, Spider-Man...
1: No, it is Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, far From Home.
0: Far From Home is the next one.
1: But the one that we are going to devote the second half of this podcast to now is our next movie, Avengers Endgame.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, are you excited for Avengers Endgame?
1: Yeah.